Welcome to Hot Topic, where we're honest, open, and transparent. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing about anger. Um, We thought it would be a good topic to discuss, specifically just knowing how to navigate when you get angry and walking with God. Um, It can be really hard as a Christian to get tested in this area of anger. You know, people may do things to you. And there might be times where you don't know how to respond. All you can respond to is the anger that you feel. So that's some of the things that we want to discuss on tonight um, with this episode. So one of the questions I want to ask you on tonight is how do you navigate your anger even in walking with God? Um, a lot of the times, like, when I get angry... Um, my mechanism is to shut down. Mm. Um, so like, you know, um, I shut down in the moment and like, I don't want to like talk to the person that I was angry with or, um, I don't want to like, I just like disengage myself. Um, from the situation uh, if something got me upset so I um I probably sometimes I used to like hold it in Mm. and not deal with it and then I would like I would let it like grow inside and then like when I would see the person like it would just like anger me to see them. So, that so it, it would have power over you. Right. Like technically that I allowed that person to have power over me. So, like now with like you know growing in God and allowing God to like help me in that area, you know, I do still shut down, but it's more of like okay, like I'm not going to react. Mm-hmm. to what you said or the situation in that moment but I always run to God mm. and express to God like God I'm angry yeah and like I like express all my anger mm. in the presence of God and then when he brings me back to that person and brings me back into that situation um I'm more calm mm-hmm. where I can like really reflect like okay And, like, you know, even sometimes, like, I've had situations, like, you know, where you've experienced me being angry. And, like, in one moment, like, I'm really, really angry. I'm fired up. And, like, I'm expressing, like, how much angry I am. But when the moment of time comes where, like, I have to confront the person and something like that, I'm, like, giving that person the the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I'm, like, giving them another chance. Not necessarily, like, allowing that person to walk all over me, but understanding that, like the Bible says, like, we're not fighting flesh and blood, you know? And Mm -hmm. sometimes we get so caught up in the person not realizing, like, the enemy's really just trying to make get you out of character. Ah, that's it right there. You know, so, um, for me, my mechanism... Is like running to the presence of God, um, and like letting it all out. Like I be yelling, screaming, Ooh. just because like I'd rather do that than do that, and to make me 
make myself look like a fool yeah at the end of the day well, it's like you said um taking you out of character allowing yeah. someone to take you out of character so have you ever been in that predicament where you've been taken out of character most definitely like i feel like there are certain people that because for example like there's two specific people in my life that can take me from zero to 100 real quick (laughs) and that is my mom and my brother like because like i was you know i know they know me all my life and things like that like they know what buttons to hit Mm. so like you know they've seen me angry yelling i mean they've seen you know the feisty the you know the crazy side of crystal um where like i remember this one time i was arguing with my brother and there was a friend at my house and he just saw like how angry and how upset like and like when he like you know told me like after like the situation he had seen he's like oh my god like i've never seen you that upset i've never seen i never knew you can go to that degree Mm. and um a lot of people i don't allow people to see me in that predicament because it's something that it does like people can take advantage of that Mm -hmm. you know but um I have been taking out of character. Mm. Not necessarily like in like public places. I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I've been in a public place with a sh- like with a random person or even with a friend. Yeah. That they have taken me out of character. Well, that's good. Yeah, I just First of all, I don't like a show. <laughs> nor do I like myself to be embarrassed in public Mm -hmm. so like i think the only people who have seen me in that predicament like really is probably like you saw me once i mean you remember yeah (laughs) i don't ever want to see that side of you again um no i saw you more than once was it oh yeah it wasn't towards me but yeah um yeah no 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 i i only remember the one time but i think the only people who've seen me like that is probably like my family Mm mm-hmm but I just don't really see myself doing that, like, outside of that. Yeah. What about you? What about me? What? Like, being taken out of character? Like, have you been taken out of character, like, with people? So I will say this. I have been taken out of character with my facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily my words, but my facial expressions um and my um apparently my facial expressions have more power than my words so most definitely (laughs) i mean if we're going to talk about facial expressions like i feel like then i've always Everyone has always seen that I'm angry. But I've never acted on my anger yeah. through my facial expressions. Like, the only thing you're going to see is my facial expressions. But that's a part of it. That's a part of being angry is your body language. It shows, like, where your state of mind is in that moment. That's 
true. I mean, that's true. I mean, I thought you were talking more of like, like acting on your anger, mm. like actually like taking it from like your facial expressions to your mouth and outwards. You know. Yeah. I mean, the only time I really got like that was with my ex-husband. Like, I allowed him to take me out of character plenty of times. Right, but I feel like, I feel like with like spouses and stuff like. I think everyone has experienced that. True. And something, like, very normal. So you're just talking, like, public people. You know, people in public, like, in church. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Surely people have taken out of me, (laughs) taken the, you know, taken me out of character. Specifically at church. Because I allowed it. And I think that's one of the points that we need to discuss is... um, when um, I lost my train of thought. When people in church take you out of character? Yeah, I lost my train of thought. What I was gonna say. Oh, it was a good point too. <laughs> um, but for me, like the first question that I asked you, um, I think I get to that point where I shut down as well. Um, but I'm more of a let's talk it out right now oh. person. And you know this, like, I want to talk about it right now. I'm not going to wait. But I'm learning that you have to be, like the word of God says, you have to be slow to anger. You Easy have, to listen. Huh? Slow to anger, quick to listen. Yeah. And God is really showing me to get my thought process in check before speaking to the person you know you can't um you can't um act on how you feel in the moment you can't act on how you feel in the moment just because your emotions are discombobulated and this person got you so angry you know and so i'm slowly learning how to even when I get really, really angry, like like you said, I have to hide myself in the presence of God. And I have to express to God how I feel because if not, if I allow the anger to overtake me, like it's going to be a whole different, um, it's going to be a whole different ballgame. Yeah, it's going to be a whole different ballgame. Like a whole different ballgame. And so, I don't know, just allowing God to renew me. And, you know, every day I ask God to renew my heart to um continue to mold me and that's one of the things that walking with christ you have to die to your flesh every day and because that includes your anger you have to die to yourself every day you're a living sacrifice for god um and so yeah just anger is a it's a it's a strong it's a it's a strong um emotion and if not handled properly it will um it will mess you up it will destroy you yeah i mean i want to piggyback off of something that you said and it's um how you were talking about like you always want to talk about the moment yes <laughs> and um i'm the complete opposite like <laughs> i like to wait because and the simple fact is because sometimes like we allow 
like when you, you know someone is pushing us to speak knowing that you know we're angry like we're going to say things that we don't really mean because now we're being forced to talk in a predicament that we know that we're not okay to talk in but because that person needs to talk they're not listening to your anger they're being selfish and like that scripture says you know be slow to anger and quick to listen we need to be able to listen to the fact that that person's angry yeah. that that person's not capable enough to talk right now yeah. and let me can i read the scripture yeah go ahead. it's uh james uh 1 19 through 20 it says let every person be quick to hear slow to speak slow to anger for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of god we don't produce the righteousness. Of like that right there, like that's that's key. It is key. Like, okay, get angry, be angry, but don't per, don't allow it to overtake because then you're not going to be producing righteousness. It's not going to edify God. Right, and a lot of times we as human beings, like especially like during an argument or a disagreement, we're listening to the person. We're not listening to understand. We're, we're, listen- we're hearing. We're not listening. Exactly. We're hearing to be able to come at what they're saying. Yeah, to get your point across. Exactly. <laughs> like, we're not actually taking that person and what they're saying into consideration. Correct. Like, we're just trying. We're in defense mode. We're trying to, like, prove to that person that, no, you're wrong. I'm right. Yeah. You're not. You know, like. And sometimes we have to, no matter who was wrong, no matter who was right, we have to be mature enough to have a disagreement and put self aside and be like, okay, you know what? You were right about that. Yeah. But you know what? This is how I felt about this. And this yeah. is how you made me feel. Like you have to, even in a disagreement, like you have to learn how to compromise hmm. and not allow your anger to be able to domain your conversation. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's hard. It is hard. It's hard because it is something that is inside of you that like flares everything up. Mm-hmm. It uproots everything. Yeah. Like it brings up past. It brings mm-hmm. up hurt. It brings up trauma. Like anger is something so powerful that we think that oh no they're just not okay oh no they're no like the spirit of anger is upon that person like Mm. they cannot like function yeah they can't be happy nothing pleases them like it's serious when someone is angry and we mistreat them yeah in their anger Mm -hmm. like i feel like that is a big thing something that i want to um the scripture just popped into my head um you mentioned something and it brought me to first Corinthians 13 where it talks about love. And so it says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps record. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. It keeps no record of wrongdoings like that right there in itself. When you're angry, it was the part where you said, you know, it brings up stuff from the past and when you when you love someone you truly do not bring up the past because you know if god is in the midst <clears throat> excuse me if god is in the midst of that relationship <coughs> excuse me you should be able to forgive i'm not saying forget because there's always going to be a memory but you can't keep bringing up 
that one thing that that person did. Right. You can't. Do you believe that there is a validation of anger? Like, do you believe that there there is um, a justification of being angry? I think it depends on the predicament, like, what the situation is. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the Bible says Jesus got angry. He flipped tables, but mm-hmm. he didn't act on his anger. He He taught the people instead mm-hmm. what do you do after you get angry because <laughs> i guarantee you you're not sitting down teaching somebody you know right so when we say we got to be like christ if we were like christ this world would be very different so i think it really depends on the situation i do believe that there's a moment where your feelings are valid and you are entitled to get upset for whatever reason happened if it's it's a it's a valid excuse to be angry, you know. Mm-hmm. Listen, what Ecclesiastes seven nine says. It says, "Do not quickly provoked, do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of a fool." That's deep. That is deep. Do you believe that? The question you asked me, like, do you believe that you have every reason to get upset, to be angry? Yes, I do believe that. And the reason why I believe that is because there are multiple occasions where Jesus got angry. Yeah. Um, I believe that the only justification of having the feeling of anger, I'm not saying that the justification of you being produced by anger is okay. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. Acting yeah. on anger, it's not okay. It's, not. it's a sin. Right. But um but having anger and, and anger residing in you because of a situation, I do feel like there are certain things that does justify it because the Bible says that you can be angry when things are when when people are dishonoring God. Right. When when be there are there people are not having godly behavior mm-hmm. like you can be angry at those things but the bible does say do not act on even though they're doing things that are not right like for example everyone talks about jesus flipping the table in the synagogue mm-hmm. right and he flipped the table out of anger which means he produced his anger out of self yeah and caused him to flip the table and then after that he taught when you think about that scripture, do you really think that he was calm when he taught these, the people? No, he was passionate. <laughs> he was passionate. He sounded angry. Yeah. Because he, like, what are you doing in my father's house? Like, you know, he was angry at the fact that people were doing things that weren't righteous before God. Right. You know, and I feel like that is justifiable. But it doesn't mean like you can, he didn't, con- like he didn't come at them at the fact as of like, you know, you're trash. You know, he did not like bring them down. He didn't belittle them. Right. Yeah. But he corrected them. Like mm-hmm. you don't do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like there's a difference on how it can be justifiable because people be like, well, this person did this, this, and this to me. Right. Um, okay, that person was wrong. But what you did because you were angry 
you it doesn't put, justify. It doesn't justify. Yeah. Regardless of what that person did. Because if we have God. Yeah. If we proclaim we have God. If mm-hmm. we proclaim we have Jesus. If we proclaim that we are, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit. Then the Holy Spirit should have guided you not to say anything. But you allow flesh to or, over overcome your spirit. Yeah. And now that right there shows that you don't know how to settle in your anger. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to abide in your anger to a point where you take it to God. Right. So there is a difference of, you know, how anger is justified. But um, I do feel like it can be justified with having it, not what you do with it. Yeah, because a lot of times um, I believe that we can be petty. We can be real petty. Oh, yeah. We can be real petty and be like, well, God, you know my heart. Yeah, yeah he knows exactly. you be petty. <laughs> exactly. He knows your heart. So you allowing the anger to build up in you, you start holding grudges. You become bitter. You start, you know, it reflects on your body. You start getting sick. Right. You know, your mental health is not in a good place. So as a Christian, like, you really have to... um as you're walking with God, you really have to go easy. Like, you got to slow down. You have to. You got to, honestly, like, you got to take things, like, like with a grain the of salt. salt. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, that whole pettiness, like, a lot of Christians, a lot of believers who walk with God think that it's okay to be petty. It's not. Like, that's a spirit. It is. Like, you can't be petty out here. You can't be calling things out because you angry. You can't be acting like the person in the street, how they will, you know, act against a member or um somebody in Christ. Yeah. And you know what's crazy to me is, like, nowadays you see pastors going against pastors. They're petty. Petty. Pastors going against members. Pa- you know what I'm saying? It's not the members. No, it's the it's the head of the house mm-hmm. causing the chaos, causing division. And you're gonna tell me that that's not the that the cause of that is not the root of anger. It absolutely is. Like you angry about something, mm-hmm. and you letting the whole world know about it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, when you get angry. You allow the enemy to take you out of character and you act on it. Like, that's all he needs. He just needs that little spark in you and he'll take hold of it. Exactly. Like, and the thing is, like, all he is, for example, like, in the Garden of Eden with Eve, like, he just gave her some words. And she took that and ran with it. All he did was plant a seed. Mm hmm. That's all it takes. And she was like, all right, well, this sounds good. This sounds true. Let me go run with it. And you ran with it. And the the fact is that we don't understand, like, the cause of one seed that he deposited. It doesn't take all that. It don't take that much. It don't. Like, he caused her to eat an apple. He caused her to, let's let's not even talk about the fruit. He caused her to disobey God. Mm Mm-hmm. Who disobeyed God to God was Adam. Yeah. Why? Because Adam was given the word. Right. Not Eve. Yeah. It was Adam. So he was misled by his woman Mm -hmm. to eat this, which caused him to disobey God, which caused a complete disaster for the whole human race. Yeah. For the whole entire universe. Like one disobedience because of one 
seed that the enemy dropped. Yeah. You know how much anger he just needs to drop one thing. One thing. And you go and you allow that to manifest. Mm-hmm. And you go and you produce your anger through it. So you act upon it. And you, now you're doing a domino effect. You yeah. felt like what you did did not have any effect. Yeah. But you don't realize how many people you probably hurt. How many people you probably caused anger in. Not only that, but how many spirits you called upon yourself because you took, you, <laughs> you basically ate the fruit yeah. that the enemy fed you. And you ran with it ran with it you ran with it and so now because you develop these feelings out of anger you you um you cause these spirits to follow you and then you're wondering well why am i why do i feel this way and you don't know the source of what actually caused that because Mm. you thought what you did it was nothing you thought it was something small being petty you thought it was just Oh, I was just being petty, not realizing, like, what you caused out of that pettiness was more than what you thought. You cursed yourself. You cursed, you put a curse on yourself because you really, you became so malicious with this one little act. Exactly. That you could have just easily either talked it out with somebody or asked God to help you and guide you. Like, you could have been over it, over and done with. There's people that I know years, I mean, like... 40, 50, 60 years been in Christ and still holding on to what happened in 1952. (laughs) Like, what do you sound like? For real, though. What do you sound like? Because God is not pleased. Right. He is not. And we we forget that. And one of the things that, you know, it uh, drives me insane is when you do, when you do get angry and you don't know what to do with your anger, you... And you act on it, whatever the case may be, and you allow people to take you out of character. You know, you don't ask God for forgiveness. Mm, that's it. That bothers me so that's much. It. You don't ask God for forgiveness, like because you're so caught up on what they did. Yeah. So you're justifying your actions, and you're bypassing God. So how do you expect God to help you through this when? You ain't even asking for forgiveness because you think you're in the right. Right. And then my thing is, when when you're, for example, people with higher, who know more of God, who know more, who's in a higher position. Mm-hmm. You want to think that because they did you wrong, you have all right to act that way. But when God was actually expecting you to be an influence, to yeah. be the bigger person, and you justified it so you felt like you didn't need to ask for forgiveness he was testing you and you failed you failed the test because don't because this don't mess with me don't mess with what i got because god called me god we feel threatened yeah and then that's how the enemy wants you to feel mm-hmm. and you just drive yourself into that yeah or this um you know, church members or leaders in the church talking about, you know, you don't want to know the old me because <laughs> you mess with me and you get the old me. Like, what is that? You That should even be a thing. Why are you calling the old man to come back? You've been renewed. That's you, like calling the devil. Thank you. Like, you've been set free. Why are you calling back what you've been set free from? Like, no, clearly why, you haven't been set free. Why are you still dragging a dead man? Thank you. 
So why? So so you can put it on. So you can put that dead weight back on. Exactly. But it it, it it's it's a common thing. Like immediately, you it's the switch is from zero to a hundred, and you do not. You think, don't want to see the old me. You don't think about how how you're gonna respond, and then you hurt members that are just babies in Christ. Yeah. And they see you act that way, and they either they don't come back or they're following your footsteps. Right. And the crazy thing is, is that why? Like, why is that even said? Or like, you know, when we be in, when we really in our in our in our zone, in our anger, whatever, you know. Nah, this is how I am. This is how I am. This is how God made me. What? So you saying God ain't changed you? Okay. Okay, because that's my thing. We do, we we do a whole lot of cover up. Mm-hmm. We we do a whole lot of cover up. But when a situation actually appears and pops off, we actually become to see who you really are. You still that old me. Yeah. You still that old you. You still that person that was petty. You still that person that you know um caused chaos because somebody caused you chaos. Yeah. Like it it it's not okay to act upon your anger period like at it's all. not at all like if we are called to be christ-like if we like mind you we are men we gonna fail but if you fail you still don't ask for forgiveness you're wrong and you know what you're doing is wrong right now you're doing it on purpose exactly now yeah. now you're now you're trying to play the system with god playing the system <laughs> like god's system ain't rigged this ain't the government all thank right? you <laughs> God is the same forevermore. Thank you. Today, yesterday, and forevermore. Like, we need to understand as Christians, as believers of Christ, this, and this is why we conflict people who want to come to Christ. Mm, say it. Go ahead. Because we act like we, we're not, we're, the Bible says, do not conform yourself into the world. But why is the church, yeah. why are people of Christ are so focused on attracting the world mm-hmm. that we're becoming like it? Yeah. Like, did you see Jesus lowering himself for people to like him? Mm. Did you see Jesus talking about things that people wanted to hear? Compromising your salvation to make sure. Let's not even say your salvation. We're compromising the idea of who God is. Yeah. We're compromising the Bible. You're false advertising. Yeah. <laughs> so people can come to church, so people can be saved, but you're saving them in a corrupt way. Wow. Like, you're not being genuine about who God really is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, growing up, you will hear about the evil God. Over real like he, you know what I'm saying? He gonna whip you. Like you, you were put in fear <laughs> yeah. of God. You That's know how saying? I grew up. And now all we hear, we don't really hear about that type of God no more. Oh, we, God is a loving and merciful God. He'll forgive like, you. Like yeah, go ahead and sin. It's okay. It's okay. Just ask like, for forgiveness. Yeah, God is good. God is great, and he, he is gracious enough to forgive you. But we need to stop acting like, especially for those who've been in Christ for so many years, that it's okay to be acting a fool. And thinking that we can captivate souls like that. Mm -hmm. There are souls in the church who are lost. Yeah, completely lost. And they're still trying to find who God is. Mm -hmm. Because they don't... Some of the churches nowadays, they don't even be given, like, 
actual education, actual development, act, nothing. You're like you're 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 talking about miracle signs and wonders. That's like, all you talk about. You're on your own at that point. Like how are you developing these these Christians? Yeah. How are you making disciples? Because Jesus always taught them that mm. you're not teaching them and everything. You're just telling them they're going to be blessed. They're going to be blessed. They're going to be blessed. And your but, teaching can't just consist of Sunday and one day out of the week. Yeah. Sorry. That's not enough. No, because Jesus was with his disciples all the time. 24-7. All the time. Granted, we're not saying that because I, I, I don't want to be with... <laughs> But there has to be more to it. But yeah. there has there has to be a development. There has to be more of pouring, more of a like if you want if you see people struggling with things in the church, for example, anger, for example, you know, the spirit of heaviness. Yeah. Like how do you get them out? Sometimes um praying for them up front and delivering is not, not enough. enough because deliverance needs instruction. Yeah. And if they're not being instructed how to stay delivered, yeah, they're gonna continue falling. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we can go on about the subject all night. Yeah. <laughs> all night. Is there anything else you want to say? No, I think no. I'm good. I think we said enough. <laughs> um, this was a really good topic, y'all. Really good subject. Uh, we want y'all to subscribe, like, continue to share, give us feedback whenever you guys get a chance. Um, We love you guys. We thank you for listening. And we'll catch you next time on our next episode of Hot Topic.